Baseball 365 Podcast. And here are your hosts, Justin Hughes and Andrew McQuiston. Welcome to episode 90 of the Baseball 365 Podcast. My name is Justin Hughes, host of this show, and thank you for taking some time to spend with us tonight or today, whenever it is you're listening. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Baseball365Pod. You can follow myself at Justin Hughes365, and you can follow Andrew at AMCQ82. If you haven't done so already, join our Facebook group, Baseball365. We're always talking baseball all off season long as we're having drafts. We're having convert already. We got draft and holds going on NFBC, off season dynasty trades, free agency, hot stove. All of it's going to be talked about all off season long. On tonight's episode, it's time for another 15 and 15. Actually, we have two of them for you tonight. So if you want to call it 30 and 30, go for it. But Andrew and I are going to be doing some over-unders for with, with a player on each team. And we're taking our numbers off of steamer projections, which are now out. Andrew's going to be asking me 15 National League over-unders, and I'm going to be asking him 15 American League over-unders. I think we only have a couple bets so far this year, so hopefully we'll get some bets in here place tonight. I'm going to try right off the bat, actually, as I get Andrew on. And I want to go back a couple weeks ago on our podcast when we were talking about over-under Jesus Lazardo innings for 2021 at 130 innings. We had a lot to go through, and I hesitated, but I want to circle back to that now. I didn't want to ask this again. I, and I didn't want to ask this again whenever we got to the A's. Andrew, you said at that time you would take over on 130 innings, and I paused, and I wanted to sucker you for a bet. I don't I don't know if sucker is the right word. I wanted to get you for a bet right then, but I just hesitated. I don't remember if we didn't have time or what it was. But anyway, over under 130 innings. You want to make a wager on this? Yep, sounds good. I mean, as long as we can, I mean, assuming 162 games. Yeah. Of course. No. And then we can we can even say that we'll just prorate it if yeah. it's a shorter season if you want. If we fine. end up with a shortened season, what I want to do before the season starts is just circle back on all bets. We can pr- and we can either try to redo it or just scrap it. Like if like let's just Let's hope let's hope it's 162. Lord help us. Let's hope that. I think what well, you think it will be? I, think, I don't know. I think there's a good chance. I, we, not for sure, but I think there's a good chance. We were talking about this in a football chat, and Walter McMichael uh, brought and I were talking because the owners, because we weren't going to have fans in the stands, they really seemed to drag their feet on getting the, the as few games as possible and get into the playoffs. And I was worried about that. But one of the things he brought up was that the owner or one of the things that hurt baseball financially was the fact that all the sports were going on at the same time and that cost them financially. And I didn't think of that, but maybe for advertising dollars, ratings, whatever it was that did hurt them. I, I hope that's the case and that baseball feels like they can be profitable because if they will, we'll get 162 games and we just, I hope so. I really hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. All right, we got our first bet in, and um, we're going to be doing some over-unders. And, Andrew, I'm going to go first with the American League. I do want to throw in one caveat that I told you earlier this week. If by any chance you wanted to talk about a player that was a free agent, I'm going to use Trevor Rosenthal as the example, um, you would you would be able to ask that question under the Padres because that's where he finished the season. So if I want to talk about Springer, same deal. I don't even know if I used this free agent, but I just wanted to throw that in there just in case you came across one. Sound good? Sounds good. All righty then. Let's get started. And I guess I need to get my little timer ready. I forgot to open that thing up. Timer, open up. So we're going to do a minute on each. We'll go on them. And <laughs> That's what we say now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll carry over on some, but that's okay. All right, we're starting off with the Toronto Blue Jays, Andrew. We got your boy, Vladdy Jr., who has a pretty strong steamer projection here of a 300 batting average, 31 home runs, 99 RBI. Over, under, best of these three. 
I'm going to say under. I hope I'm wrong. Um, I think that the projection is so strong that he could under and still have a really good season. So um, I'm going to say under by a little bit kind of in each each category, I think. So hope I'm wrong. I want to circle back and ask you this. Uh, 31 home runs. I was asking our buddies, uh, Ben and Ryan, about this this guy because they're Blue Jays fans. And I, then I went circled and I said, what if I set the bar at 25 home runs? I think it's right about right. Yeah. Maybe a little higher. Yeah. High 20s. I, I think I would take the over on that too. So you're basically saying upper 20s for home runs for him. Yeah, I think upper 20s. Batting average, I mean, it's just hard to hit 300. Like, it's just... I mean, he's hit, been hitting like, or I think he, you know, expected batting average was in the 260s both years. I, I think it goes up from there probably, but 300 is a pretty big leap. It is. Okay, moving on, the Baltimore Orioles. Anthony Santander has brought the power in 2019 and 2020. In 2019, he hit 20 home runs in 93 games, and he hit another 11 home runs in 37 games this past year. 2021 has a strong projection of 30 home runs, but given what he's done the last two years, it may be possible. Over, under, 30 home runs. I'm going to go under again. I think this is, um, I like Santander. I mean, I think he's going to get playing time, and I think he's got power. Uh, some of the stat cast data is good on him, but I just, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not quite feeling 30. I, there's multiple ways I think he falls short of that. So I'm going to say under, but I think he gets pretty close. Yeah. Well, for grins, I think, I think I'm just going to take a shot here and say over. You want to make a bet on this one? Sure. Okay. We got a bet. <laughs> I got to remember to write all these down as we go. <laughs> you got over 30s a push. Yep. Over under okay. 30. All right. Okay. Tampa Bay Rays. We all know that Nick Anderson is a dynamite relief pitcher, and they have multiple dynamite relief pitchers on that team. But Tampa doesn't seem to like to give the closers role to anyone. Anderson is projected for 16 saves, over under 16. I'm going to say over. Um, he's a stud. I mean, he's one of the best relievers in the league. I. I think, you know, obviously with Tampa, it's a little bit of a guess, but, and saves are a little bit of a guess just in general. But yeah, I think he's awesome. I think he's their best reliever. I'll say over 16. I hate Tampa. I hate him. I, th I agree he's a stud, and I still don't trust them. I'll take the under and just take the shot at it. You want to make a bet? No, not on that one. Ow. Not, you don't want to trust the don't want to take the over on a raise closer. No, I, I just think he's going to get it, but okay. I don't feel great about it. All right, Boston Red Sox, Andrew Benatendi. He has struggled the last two years, and it really bought him out this last year uh, in his 14 games played. He hit 103 with zero home runs and one stolen base. And Steamer projects a bounce back, 257 batting average. 17 home runs and 13 steals over under best of three here. I'm going to say under, I, I think I would take the over on the 257 batting average, but I would take the under. I definitely take the home under in home runs. And um, I'm going to take the under in steals. I think it's close in steals but yeah. i'll take the under in two out of three i mean going back to his, his the previous healthy season it was 13 and 10 and 16 and 21 i mean we're going back a couple years for that it's so it's been a little while since he's been productive i mean it wasn't i think he really struggled in the second half of 2018 if i recall i think i think the steel swings it because i, I think he's going to hit over 257 i have a i have feel decent about that but i agree i agree um, yeah the power i don't so I'm with you. All right. Final team in the new NL or AL East is the New York Yankees. And Luke Voigt had a career high 22 home runs and 56 games played this year. 
that's more than he hit in the 118 game breakout he had in, in 2019. Um, albeit, I, I, I when he hit 22, I think in 118 games. Steamer projects 31 home runs in 141 games played. Given what he just did this last year, seems a little conservative. Over under 31 home runs. Over. I like I it. I think it's pretty easy, actually. Yeah, I think I if, mean, if he can get 141 games, he. I agree. I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, I think it should be more like 34, 35. Yep. I mean, we've talk, I think we've talked about this on here before, but I feel like his projection should be pretty close to whatever Pete Alonzo is projected. I th- they, they do feel like similar players. Yeah, for the most part, yeah. Okay, let's move on to the AL Central, and we have the Cleveland Indians. This is going to be a fun one. Jose Ramirez has a very aggressive projection here with 275 batting average with 32 home runs and 24 steals. So that's 56 home runs plus steals. And if I, I feel like if I was to ask you 56, you're taking the under and just, just to be safe. So I'm going to go a few less to see if I can get you to – I was trying to figure out where I could get this to get you to possibly take the over. And I'm setting the line at 50. 50 home runs plus steals over under. You know what? I, I read this all wrong. I thought I thought I was going on 56, so I had under down. I'm going to say I'm going to say push 30, 20, 30, 20. He's going to get, get exactly 50. You're playing the yeah. middle. Yeah. I will bet yeah, you that 30, he's 20. either over or under. <laughs> <laughs> I think if I had to pick with 50. Yep. You got to pick one. I'll set the line at 49 and a half there i'd probably take uh i'd probably take over but i don't feel great about it yeah it's a great projection right there if you get that out of him and it given his third base as we've talked about before it's what makes him so intriguing in that early yeah first round yeah it's just a lot of ways that can go <laughs> sideways when the number's that high but obviously he can do it he's a stud Okay, on to the Royals. Um, originally, I had Mikel Franco on here and an over-under, but he just got released, and I just decided I didn't even want to ask that question. So last minute, I went and pulled up a different one, and we're going to talk about Josh Stomont, guy who I have in both dynasty leagues, so I'm intrigued with this guy with the strikeout rate he's had. Over-under 16 saves. Uh, you know, they've got Greg Holland still there. What would you? Where, where would you go? with this basically does he get the closer job i think isn't holland a free agent pretty sure he is you're probably right i'm gonna gonna say i think most people would under this i'm gonna say over nice i like it um i think i think he's the most likely to lead them in saves unless they uh unless holland's back there or you know and i don't even really trust him either no. You know, or if they get somebody else, but I don't think they're going to do that either. So, yeah, I think that he'll be closing for him. And I guess the question mark, you know, he's bouts of wildness and stuff over time, but um, definitely can rack up strikeouts. And I'll take the over on 16. Yeah, um, I will, too. I, I think he's got a good shot at it. You said bouts of wildness since 2014, 5.2, 4, 6.2, 6.0 or his walks per nine for those four <laughs> yeah. seasons before 2.2 this last year. Hopefully he's figured it yeah. out. Yeah, bouts, bouts, of, bouts of wildness was probably an understa- <laughs> understatement. Indeed. Okay, moving on to the Tigers. Uh, I don't even know how to say his name, actually. Jimer Candelario? How close am I? Heimer? They... Work, works for me. Okay. Candelario. Jamer, I think. JC. JC. <laughs> JC has a strong or has a strong home run projection with 24 home runs. That's five more than his career high at 19. I'll lower the number here over under 20 home runs. I'll take the over um, combination of he hits the ball pretty hard and he's going to play. So that combination 20 home runs these days, it's not that hard to get. So I'd take the over. I go. might might even take the over if you had it at 24. But really? 20, I'd take the over, yeah. Nice. 
Okay, Twins, moving on. We got Eddie Rosario being non-tendered by the Twins this week. And that has an opening right now for Alex Kirilov to possibly take. Kirilov has a steamer projection getting a 479 plate appearances with 16 home runs and 7 steals. So over under 23 home runs plus steals. And a quick bonus question in there. Do you think he's starting for the Twins the majority of 2021? I'm going to say over on the 23, and I'm going to say yes. I mean, I guess I have to say yes if I'm taking, <laughs> if I'm taking over on that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think he'll hit for more. I think he'll hit more home runs than that if I had to guess. But, yeah, yeah, over and yes. I had a dynasty share. Moved him away this last year. Hated getting rid of him, but I got Mookie Betts, so I can't complain. But um, I... Yeah, I'm cheering for him. He's a he's a good bat. He's a real good bat, and I'm excited to see him get his shot. I hope he gets it early and flourishes. It'll be cool. Yeah, yeah, I think he'll get it pretty early. Oh, uh, Chicago White Sox. Nick Madrigal has hit four home runs in around four, 800 career plate appearances. Oops, hit a button on my phone and had a Wookiee go off. Did you hear that? Yes. <laughs> Did it sound like a Wookiee? <laughs> I don't know what it sounded like, but I heard it. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. That's my coworker's text tone, and he would not text me at 11 o'clock on a Friday night, and then I realized I hit a button. <laughs> All right, let's try this again. Nick Madrigal has hit four home runs and around 800 career plate appearances between the majors and minor leagues. He's projected for seven home runs in 565 plate appearances this year. I feel like you'd take the under there, so I'm going to try this. He's projected for 20 steals. So that makes his home run plus stolen base projection for 27. Over under 27. Yeah, I would definitely take the under on seven home runs. <laughs> uh, 20, the over under on 27 home run steals, I'll, I'll still take the under. I think it's like one home run and 20 steals maybe. 25. I don't really know. I, I actually think his steals could go anywhere from like 15 all the way up to 30, 35. I mean, I don't know. I think it's kind of wide variance there, but I'm going to take the under. I, I kind of lean that he's not going to steal as much as people want him to. So I'll take the under. And if that happens, do you want a lot of it? If he's a lot of it's because I know the power won't be there. So he's basically got to do it in steals. So I just don't know if he's like this elite stealer. I mean, yeah, two steals in 29 games or in 29 games, two for three, 18 steals in 71 games. That's better in 2019 in the minors. Actually, that's through two stops. Let's see. No, it was a lot better than that. Oops. Okay. I guess we're done with that, but I would take the under also. All right. Moving on to the AL West. We got the Los Angeles Angels here. Jared Walsh had a breakout in 2020 with nine home runs, 293 average in 32 games. Steamer projects a 243 average with 23 home runs and 68 RBI. Over under best of three. I'm going to take the over. I would probably under the batting average, but I would over the power and the, the home runs and RBI. So I'll take the over. I have a feeling that Jared Walsh is going to be one of those guys that I don't get in any drafts, and I regret it by June or July. You think so? Even if he's hitting below 243, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I guess that maybe I'm. <laughs> maybe I'm. Ta- maybe I'm talking about both uh, both sides of my mouth. I don't know. I think he's going to have a stretch where he's playing really well, and probably some ups and downs. But I just think the numbers will be there at the end. So. I agree with everything you said. I would take the under on the batting average over on the home runs and RBI. I think he's going to get the playing time. Pujols is in the last year of his contract, and I just don't think he's going to be playing much. I think he's going to be just yeah, going to be a fair. Yeah, role. I think Walsh. I think Walsh is legit as far as playing time and all that. So yep, agreed. Okay, moving on. Houston Astros. Framber Valdez was really good in ten starts this year. Seventy innings. That's really surprising to go 10 starts, 70 innings, 3.57 ERA, and 76 strikeouts. 
Steamer likes what he did, and they're saying he's going to be pretty close to the same guy in 171 innings. 3.57 ERA, the exact same. 175 strikeouts and 12 wins. Over or under, best of three. I'm going to say I definitely would under the uh, ERA. or Yeah. When I, I say think, under, I yeah, mean worse, worse or better or worse. Yeah. I think the ERA will be worse than 3.57 pretty easily. I um, would definitely take that there. And then I think he can get the Ks, but I'm not as confident in that as I am in the ERA. And then I would under the wins. So I'm going to say under. Yeah, I would take under. I, I'll take a clean sweep under, personally. Yeah, yeah. So don't, I don't. I don't really disagree there. Would you a three are, man three fifty seven seems really good for that's hard to do. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of pretty good pitchers that have. I like I know Kyle Hendricks steamer projection just because we mentioned it earlier tonight was <laughs> four. four is four thirty two. Yeah, I mean, which is crazy to me. I mean, that guy that's crazy, but yeah, three fifty seven for Framber. I'm I'm not saying he's bad. I mean, I think he's fine, but um, that's pretty aggressive. Yep. And I hit a button to stop the timer thinking we were moving on. So we went over a minute there. No blow up. <laughs> um, moving on. I agree with you on all that. Oakland A's. Frankie Montas didn't follow up well to his breakout 2019 season. This last year, he pitched to a 5.6 ERA. Strikeouts were there, but in 2021, his ERA um, is projected to be at 4.25. Steamer seems to be splitting the middle here, I think, between the two years. Over under 4.25 ERA for Frankie Montas. I think it will be better than 4.25. I, was I think it's a pretty good pitcher that kind of had a rough go, but he kind of he he was good down the stretch. Like he heated up down the stretch. I know the last day of the season, he had an awesome start. I think that was the one where he struck out like 14 guys or something. So yep. I was sweating it in a league. I just remember it. But, um, yeah, I think it'll be better than that. I think Montas be, could be a good pick next year. So. Yeah, I'm all about getting him again, doubling down for last year. He started off with a couple odd starts, and then he was pitching really well. And then he had a back injury, and they kind of they, I think they put him back out there too fast. Like he missed a start and he was already back out there, maybe even a day or two after the start. And he got absolutely blown up for two or three starts in a row. And I think that's a big reason why his ERA is as bad as it is. So, yes, I'm all in on. I'll take Montas again this year. Oop, right there at the timer. Stop it. Okay. Next up, Seattle Mariners and Dylan Moore had a big 2020. Projected strong again for 2021 with 14 home runs and 20 steals. But I will say only a 222 batting average and a sub 300, 298 OBP. Over under 34 home runs plus steals. I'm going to take the under. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of a lot, isn't it? 34. Yes. I mean, yes. it's, I, I think that he'll run when he's playing. Um, I do think that this is the type of guy that could go into a slump. Or I mean, if he goes into a slump early in the year, I just wonder what happens in like May, June. You know, it's a long season. I mean, I don't really know how I feel about him over the course of a full year. I know last year was great. A lot of people like him. Um, I do think there's a little bit of unique stuff to what he does just because he runs and he's dual eligible and stuff. So that's good. But um, I don't really trust him to like stick for the whole year again. So I'll take the under, but I do think he'll run while he's playing. You know, two years ago, we were saying this about Aldel at Alberto Mondesi. We did not like him. And it's like, we got to see him hold that role for a year before I think I'd be willing to invest. And I feel the same way. I think there's a lot of warning signs there could go wrong, especially if you have a sub 300 OBP in baseball. That's a good way to lose playing time. <clears throat> Final one, Texas Rangers. Leody Tavares finally got his shot in the big leagues this last year. Seems like he's been a prospect forever. 
In 33 games played, he had a 227 batting average, which wasn't great, but four home runs and eight steals. Steamer projects growth from that 245 batting average with 12 home runs and 21 steals. So over under best of those three. I'm going to take the over in steals and the under in the other two. I think it'll, I think the steals are going to be there. Um, I think he's going to play bad team, uh, 96 percentile sprint speed. I think he'll run, but I don't really trust the rest of it. So under in two out of three. Striking out 32% of the time this last year is not good, and it's hard to bet over on a 246 knowing that. I have a weird feeling he's going to finish over. I don't know why, and I'm not going to bet it. (laughs) But I just have a weird feeling. I don't have the guts on that one. But Yeah, 245 is not a big number or anything. It's just... Have a little Yeah, I have a feeling it'll be... Yeah. He could over. I mean, that, that one's close. Yep. I don't think he, I don't think he's going to hit for much power, but I think he's going to run. So I agree. I would take the under on the twelve homers. Okay. Well, let's take a quick break, and then we're going to come back, Andrew, and it's your turn to ask me over unders. All right, same game, National League time. Andrew, the ball is yours. It's time for you to ask me over-unders. All right, you're just going to start it when I finish ans- yep. asking the question? or yep. Okay. All right, so we'll start with the in the AL, or in the, um, I'm sorry, the NL East, and we'll start with the Atlanta Braves. I'm going to go with their breakout shortstop, Dansby Swanson, projected for 20 home runs over or under. So here's the deal. I had you send me these notes so I could think about it tonight. And I originally thought I was going to say under. I'm not a, I have not been a Dansby fan the last couple of years. But doing some digging, and I th- a lot of it was early this year he was struggling. He was His strikeout rate was much higher. His walk rate was lower. And those significantly improved as the year went on as I'm looking at his end-of-year stats. They were worse early on, I'm pretty certain. Launch angles improved the last three years. Uh, You can see that he had a launch angle around 8 in his first cup of coffee in his first full season, and it's been up in the 14 range. And I'm not an expert on all that, but obviously that means he's changed his launch angle to where, yeah, I think if he gets his... And he's had growth in the home run department the last few years before this shortened season where he's still paced for uh, over 20. So I'm going to take the over. I agree. I like Dansby. I, I think that um, I, I liked him, you know, kind of when he first broke in and I don't know, I, I'm, I'm a believer a little bit. I don't think he's going to hit too much over it, but I don't think 20 is too big of a number. So I like it. No. And I'll tell you in future drafts, I'll consider drafting him now. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind where he's going this year. Nope. All right, going to the uh, Miami Marlins. Sixto Sanchez, talk of the town. Uh, 147 innings pitched. I thought this was an interesting one because I think that, um, I don't know, I think this one's close. What do you think? Over or under? 147 innings pitched. 114 innings thrown last year. So I think the line is really close to correct. I'm going to take the slide over. And I think they're going to get try to get him 150 to 155. And that's a risky, like, it's the easy money's to take the under because I think you, you have a much better chance of it. But I'm going to take the slide over on this one. Yeah, I my exact words that I wrote down were under barely. So, yes. Yeah, I'm right there, right there with you. I think it's close. Yep. So. All right, on to the Phillies. Uh going to go with uh, Andrew McCutcheon on this one projected for 26 home runs and nine stolen bases so I've just got this is a two-parter over under on the 26 homers and over under on the nine stolen bases two separate things yep 
I thought both of these were also really close, but I'm taking the slide under on both. Like if I was wondering what would I project them for, and it's not much less. I think if I was sitting here and I was the one that's supposed to come up with Andrew McCutcheon's um, projections, I'd project them for 24 home runs and eight steals, just slightly under on both. So I'm going to take the under, but he could push and I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I'm going to say the under on the homers, I'm going to say about 22, 23. And I'm going to say the over on the steals. I'm going to say like 11. Yeah. So it's very possible. Yeah. He's, yeah. Right around there. He's been double digits every year he's been healthy for, I think, his whole career, if not most of them. And he had the big, he had the ACL injury two years ago. And so we didn't get to see him play a full season this last year. So maybe he can. Yeah. All right. On to the Mets. And we're going to go with breakout first baseman Dominic Smith. And over under is 23 home runs. What do you got? You know, most people, I wrote up something. And with this one, all I wrote was over. (laughs) I I feel pretty good that it's going to be over. I think he's going to get the playing time. I feel pretty good that he's going to hit for power. So I got the over. Yep, same as me. I, I don't, I don't think it's going to be like way over, but I think it's an over. Yeah. I I think it's high twenties, and yeah, like if I was uh, again in my head, twenty seven, twenty eight. Yeah, no, totally fair. I could see it. All right, we'll go to the Nationals, and uh, we're going to go with the superstar. Well, not the the superstar for that team, <laughs> but Trey Turner. Not uh, a bad second one, though. Not a not a bad second guy. Yeah. Over under, uh, he's projected for 23 home runs and 34 steals. So over under 57 homers plus steals. You know, the of, I'm taking the under. I'd project closer to 50. I think the speed is just going to keep dipping at this point. He had the weird start to this last year where he was getting caught a few times, not running much. And I'm not saying it's going to be terrible, but... If I was projecting home runs plus steals for him this year, I would project 23 home runs in the high 20s and steals. So I'd say the under pretty close to 50 would be my projection. You want to uh, make a bet here? I'll take it. If you want to take an (laughs) over-under on 57, I got you. Yeah, why not? I'll do it. I I think he hits 20 to 22. And I think he steals 38 to 40. Nice. I hope he does it for your sake. And I'm proud of you, Andrew. I think it's harder for you to take the overs in these bets because it's just, it's, it's easier to take the unders on a lot. I love, I love Trey, man. He's just, he, he can just, yeah, it's just, uh, he can steal three bases in a game. You know, it's just like, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's an over, but good job. I'm proud of you. (laughs) All right, we'll go on to uh, to my Cubbies here, and uh, I'm going to go with Anthony Rizzo on this one. I've got an over-under. We're going to do a two out of three. 270 batting average, 31 home runs, and 95 RBIs. What do you got? I got the under here. I'm not sure on the batting average. I think that one's pretty close to a push. Uh, maybe the over there. I, But he hasn't hit 30 home runs in the previous two full seasons. And I think RBI could be hard to come by if the Cubs start moving pieces, which I think could happen as the year goes on. But then again, he could be one of the pieces that gets moved to a contender, and then that could be good for him. But I'm going to take the under, but they're not bad projections. I think the under on the home runs is the one I feel most confident in. Yeah, I have over on the batting average, under on the homers, and RBI Pretty close. I don't know. Yeah, pretty close. I actually wrote down over, but I I don't feel I feel like it's close. Yeah, agreed. So we're pretty much on the same page there. Yep. Uh, move, moving on to the Cardinals. So I didn't really do a steamer over under here, uh, but one thing that, that kind of stands out to me is their bullpen. Just for different reasons, there's a lot of guys being drafted that could get the saves and nobody's really completely sure what's going on there. So I'm going to say over under, I kind of made this one up on my own over under one and a half relievers. 
So basically, do multiple relievers get 10 or more saves? And who leads the team? I'm going to take the under, though I will say that there could be three or four guys with the high single digits. So I think it's pushing that two guys get it. Wouldn't surprise me if two guys do get it. No double-digit steals. And if I had to Save, put... Saves. Saves, yes. Um, if I had to put my money on which guy gets the saves, my money's on Jordan Hicks. By the time March comes around, he's going to be 20 to 21 months removed from Tommy John surgery. So I think he's going to go in to the year with the closer's role. But I also could see that because they've got so many guys and like they showed last year, they're willing to mix and match. I could see Gallegos, Helsley, Andrew Miller, all those guys getting a few saves each. So Hicks and under. Yeah, I had over. Um, I think it'll be two, but I, I th- I'm with you on Hicks. I actually was hoping that you would take uh, somebody else so we could kind of make a bet out of that. But um, yeah, I think Hicks will lead the team. I think that it could be a lot of different guys though. Like it won't, mm-hmm. I mean, I even think Alex. Oh yeah. I forgot maybe? to mention like, him, but yes. Yeah. Like there's a he lot the of guys. Closer. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of guys there. I just, it kind of stood out to me as I look at their team, it just keeps standing out. Like who's going to close, you know, I do think Hicks is the guy that I would pick, but, it's uh there's a lot of them so yeah moving on to the cincinnati reds and we're gonna go with uh joey Votto, and he's projected for a 255 batting average over or under what do you got i'm taking the over i don't feel great about it the only thing i wanted to mention when i looked at his steamer projections is i sure as heck would take the under on the 24 projected home runs Oh yeah, I saw that. I thought it was twenty three, but yeah, maybe it I was. Think that, I think that stood out to me too. Yeah, I'm gonna take the over too. I think. Um, I don't know. I don't. I feel like everybody's just kind of dismissed Votto, and I think he's. I think he's all right. I think he's gonna hit for like. I feel like he's still a good enough hitter that he'll hit for a high average. I don't necessarily expect him to hit for much power. And he kind of did the opposite this past year. Or what What did he hit for average this past year? I forget. I don't have it pulled up. I don't have it. You know offhand? Uh, shoot. I think it was in the low 200s. I'm pulling it up yeah. right now. I th- well, he hit He hit 11 bombs. I know that. So Jeez. just kind of a little bit different there. But yeah. Yeah. I'm going gonna, gonna to project or predict a bounce back and say he hits over 255. You know who he kind of is now in a way? Um He's kind of like prime Sean Casey. I just thought of that, and I just looked up Sean Casey and looking at his career stats, and he's not too far off of that these days. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, definitely. All right, so next up we've got the Milwaukee Brewers, and um, I think this is a guy we both like. Corbin Burns, over under... You can correct me if you don't like him, but I think you do. Oh, yes. Over under uh, 158 innings pitched. This is a two-parter, too, kind of like Kutch. And then over under 177 strikeouts. I've been So big any, on, innings pitched and strikeouts. I've been big on Barnes for years. I remember his scouting report coming in. I think he had three or four 60-grade pitches. I think, I, if I'm remembering that right, a 70-grade fastball and multiple 60-grade pitches. So as he was getting banged around last year, it sucked because I was in 2019. I was I he was in my bold predictions, and I it felt like it was a nice come up in this year. This feels aggressive, and I'm still going to take the over. I think the innings will be close to that 158. He threw 116 in his career high in 2018 before the disastrous 2019. So I think he's probably gets right in the high upper 150s he might not get to 160 but it's gonna be close but he strikes out so many i'm gonna take the over on the 177 strikeouts yeah so i actually have the i'm taking the under on the innings i think it's yeah i think it's um right around 150 but I'm taking the over on the case. Yes. I don't even think it matters. I think he's going to strike. I could see him striking out like 190. And, you know, I just think 
the K's are going to be bonkers. So I'm with you. Love him as like a per inning guy. He's not going to have the volume that some of these other guys that real high in drafts do. But man, every inning that he's out there, you want it. You want him. So definitely a Corbin Burns guy. Yep. So. All right, moving on to the. Uh, I don't know. I guess I'd call it the dregs of the Central at this point. But maybe baseball. That, I mean, how many yeah, more? Maybe. How many more teams are more depressing right now than the Pirates? Yeah, no, is there it's one? Tough. I got one guy that's at least you know he had a really good year. We'll go with uh, Brian Hayes, and on this one I've got he's projected for 18 home runs, nine steals. So I'm going to do the home runs plus steals over under 27. You know, you and I remember talking about we were not in on him at his prospect price over the last couple of years. I remember us talking about that on this podcast uh, in the past. Six home runs plus steals in 24 games this year was a good start. But I don't see a guy who I'd still project for 20 home runs or double-digit steals. And he's not here at 18 and 9. I think he could get close to this. I think he would be in the low to mid-20s, but I'm still going to take the under. I wrote down, I literally wrote down push 16 and 11. Yeah. That's what I'm going to, that's what I'm going with. So I guess you could say I'm saying, taking the under and homers and the over and steals, but yeah, I think it's close. I think it's about right. And it's a little, one thing I'll say with Hayes, I've never been a Hayes guy. I, but I do think that at third base, you get a guy that can throw in 10 steals that, there's some intrigue there, so yep, you can't I get find that. that everywhere. All right, this one might be my favorite one of the whole thing, and it's not it's it's a boring stat category, but I just think it's interesting. Going to the Dodgers, and I've got Gavin Lux, who you know, I mean, really highly rated prospect. Obviously, you know, I think he was the minor league player of the year in 2019, or at least a couple publications have had him as that, but didn't really play too much in 2020 and didn't at all in the playoffs. I don't think um, he is projected for 99 games played this season, um, assuming 162 over under 99 games played for Gavin Lux over. If he doesn't hit well versus lefties, I could see him being platooned with Chris Taylor a lot. But I'm still going to take the over that he gets the games and he takes a step up from last year. It was a struggle. He's a really good prospect, though, and I just I think the Dodgers can't jerk him around forever. I think this will be the year that he gets the shot finally. God, I agree with every word you just said. That was uh, yeah, that's exactly what I would say. I I think that in the back of everyone's head, it's under. Really? It, you you know, think most people are saying under? Well, I just think that it's it's tough because we haven't seen it yet. You know, it's like one of those things where it's but you also like kind of know that it just has to come, like you said. So, yeah, I'm taking the over too. Yeah, I didn't even hesitate on this one. Really? Yeah, no, yeah, I, I was hope, immediately I thinking he may, he I could see him getting in in the middle of games and I could see him being pinch hit for late in games with with a lefties coming in and Chris Taylor comes in. But yeah, I I, th- I feel a lot. I feel pretty confident he gets the ninety nine. Yeah, I hope you're right because he's he's really good. Yep. Moving on to the uh, San Diego Padres, and uh, we're gonna go with Will Myers. Had a really good year. Uh, he's projected for a hundred and sixty runs plus RBI, so basically eighty eighty. Um, over under. Uh, under, uh, in a 55 game stretch this last year, his strikeout rate was the lowest it's been since his 2016 breakout season with the Padres. But again, it was only 55 games after that, his strikeout rate got in the high twenties. And I think it even got into the low thirties. I don't have it in front of me now. And I didn't write it down. I just think I'm going to take history and say he strikes out too much again, loses playing time, doesn't get to the playing time to get that hundred, 160 runs plus RBI. Yep, I'm with you. I got the under two. I think for me, it's a little more about staying healthy too. Yes, there's but that also. Uh, but yeah, everything you said, I kind of feel the same way. So, 
All right, moving on to the Giants. And this one I actually didn't do exact over under. Um, I was looking at all the numbers and kind of going through what to pick. And I just like this question. So I'm doing this instead of an over under. More home runs in 2021, Buster Posey or Joey Bart? Joey Bart's my answer. Um, here's why. They're project just so everyone knows, they're projected. Posey had Posey's steamer projection is eight and Joey Bart's is four. I didn't even look at that, to be honest. I never Yeah, I, I didn't want to put it I didn't want to put it in here because I didn't want it to influence your answer. So and, and I never looked even whenever I like every one of these, I went to their steamer page and looked. This is one I didn't. I went to Posey's page specifically to find out what his contract situation was. And he's on the final year of a seven year, hundred and sixty seven million or nine year, hundred and sixty seven million dollar con um deal. He's got a twenty two twenty two club option, which I'm pretty certain will not be picked up. Maybe they'll renegotiate and keep him around, but it's probably not gonna happen. So I think he's a part time player this year, and I think that him and Bart probably get close to the same amount of time at the plate. And then I'm taking Bart definitely under th with that. I, Bart's got more power. His strikeout rate is terrible, or at least it was this last year. So I've got Bart. Yep, I'm with you, Bart. All right, Colorado Rockies. We're going there next. And uh, going with Ryan McMahon on this one. He's projected for 250 batting average and 20 home runs. Over or under? Each one, two set, two separate, uh, two part question here. Under on both. Pretty strongly feeling on both. Also, I bought McMahon in a dynasty league a few years ago, and it pains me to say this because I still own him. I've just basically held on to him because his value is so low. It's just hang on to him and hope something clicks. I don't. I'm starting to think it's. I I don't think it's going to click. Um, I think that by midseason he's up part-time player if he's not at the beginning of the year i mean if he has a bad spring we've seen colorado do this they will just go on and make the decision to bench you i think it's going to happen to him this year at some point yeah yeah i i think this what is this like five or six in a row we've agreed <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I, i've got the under on both too i pretty much agree with everything you said i think that it's like one of those things that They've been using him and trying to get him involved, and he's just not really doing it. So I don't know how long they can continue to continue to go that way. I mean, there's other guys that they have, too, that they can take a look at. So, yeah, I've got the under on both. Yep. All right, and the last team of the night, I think it, this this might be the most – the trendiest catcher that I've seen in the last um, – or in the drafts that I've had so far, but – Arizona Diamondbacks, Dalton Varsho, uh, projected for 257, 13 homers, 10 steals, two out of three, over under. So I went to the roster resource page for the Diamondbacks first because I didn't know what they where they even had Varsho projected as a bench player as a starter, and right now he's projected as their center fielder. They have an estimated payroll next year of 93 million. And last year is at 105. I think they'll go sign someone else, moving Varsho as a possible utility guy who's playing all over the field and catcher, maybe getting about 400 to 450 at bats. Despite that, I still think he comes real close to this because that's a lot of at bats for a catcher. And if he's playing all over the field, he's going to get playing time. Uh, he's going to get as much as a lot of catchers get. I'm going to take the under on the batting average, but I'm going to say he chops on the other two. So that means I guess I'm taking the under, but I'm he isn't far off of those projections. Yeah, I've took the I've got the under on batting average as well, and I'm taking the over on home runs and steals. Mm. Um, I think, you know, I remember I remember uh, at one point thinking, and we might have even discussed it on here, like, oh, I want Varsho as my second catcher and all this mm -hmm. stuff, and. I tell you what, this guy's going as a top 10 catcher. Like, you ain't getting him at any kind of discount in any drafts. It's And and I feel like he's just moving up, up, up. I mean, obviously, it's the steals at catcher and 
just gets everybody excited. I think that the steals won't be much more than 10, though. I would say like 12 or something. I don't think it's going to be much more, but that's huge, you know, and home runs too. I think they're both just slightly over, but I think it's close. So, and I like them even at the elevated cost. I don't know about you. I agree. I, I think is like the, off the top of my head, I think probably he's probably like my eighth catcher off the board or something. Like if I had to rank my catchers, I don't have the list in front of me, but yeah, somewhere, somewhere in there. What's crazy. He went, he was the sixth overall catcher in our draft that my draft and hold we're doing Chris wonder right now. And we'll, we'll be talking about that soon enough, but yeah, aggressive. (laughs) He's getting up there. Yeah. There's, it's one of those guys that in every draft, there's somebody that's going to be aggressive. So if you want him, you've got to be, you've got to be that. So, yep. All right. Well, that wraps up our 30 and 30. Good job, Andrew, with the questions. You got to take the host role for a bit. And I guess it's preparing you for whenever we do the draft and hold. And I have one closing question for you that I had didn't put in the notes, but after reading your questions and especially the, the I have one after we were talking about Posey there. Posey signed a nine year, what I say, $167 million contract and and that has been an ugly contract for a few years now. And Joe Maurer did the same thing with the, after having that MVP season, I think in tw- 2009, where he signed, like I think, an eight- or nine-year deal that really hamstrung. Like it, it was a big chunk of the Twins' payroll. JT Real Muto, what is he now, 28, 29? I think, I think he's 30. He's 30, and he's about to be a free agent as the best catcher in baseball. Do you think that those two contracts of Posey and Maurer are going to affect what he gets in the open market? Because, yeah, he's the best catcher right now, but good Lord, those two ended so bad. I can't help but wonder. Yeah, possibly. I mean, it's it's really tough because he's so good right now. You know, and I feel mm-hmm. like that that I feel like that that always carries a ton of weight as it should. I mean, a lot of times you're getting all basically, you know, you pay for the value and just at the beginning. You're just paying them extra at the end for what they did at the beginning or whatever. But, um, yeah, I mean, it could affect it. it there's time will tell. I'm, I'm really curious, obviously. I mean, he's the best free agent on the market pretty much. So. Um. Well, I guess besides Bauer, maybe him and Bauer, yeah. but yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's he's right there. I mean, highly coveted or whatever. So, be curious to see. I don't know. We're, just don't take know a stab. Be. How many years would you guess he'll get in his next deal? Not dollars, but years. Um. I don't know. Four or five. Yeah, I that's exactly what I'm saying. And that's where I'm going to, with this Maurer and you know, Maurer got I'm almost certain Maurer's was an eight and Posey's was a nine. <laughs> it just sounds funny when you say that, like eight year deal for a catcher. It's I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to look and see what that Maurer I think you're right though. I, I do think you're right. Maurer deal with twins. We're gonna do this. This is always good. Eight-year, $184 million deal he signed on March 21st, 2010. Yeah. And that how, how deal... Old, how old was he then, I wonder? Uh, let's see. Mauer right now is... Let's see, where's your birthday? 83, so he's 37 now. So he was so 27, 27 years old when he signed that eight-year deal to basically making him through 35. And that yeah. deal went ugly quick. I mean, he signed that. MV- he had that MVP year, and I don't know. He didn't hit above mid-teens home runs the rest of his career. Whew. Yeah, that's that's tough, man. That is tough. Yeah, I just Real Muto's got a better track record than Maurer had of hitting for power and playing like an MVP. But yeah, I don't. I don't think he gets four or five year deal like you said. I just don't. I can't see any more than that. Yeah, I'd be surprised. I'd be really surprised if it was more than that, considering he's already 30. And let's be honest, as much as we all love Real Muto and think he's awesome, and he is, he's great, he's probably 
at full peak at this point, yes. and it's probably only going to go down in, I would say, like in a couple of years. You know, it, the next year or two, I think he can still do what he does. But beyond that, I mean, I think you have to project some decline. So. Yeah. I'd, if I was a team, I'd be offering him four years at a very high AAV as compared to trying to get him five or six years for well, maybe slightly less. I'd yeah. just way I'd rather do it. Yeah, me too. Okay. Well, that was fun, Andrew. That was a lot of fun. And I guess we'll be back soon to talk some more baseball. I don't know. We've got our drafts going on. Where, where are you at right now in your second NFBC draft? We are in uh, round 27. Okay. Well, are we catching you or behind you? Do you remember? I don't know. You're, you're behind. You're in like round 18 or something. Yes, we're behind you. I'm wondering, yours is yours going faster than ours is? Um, I think close to the same pace. Pretty okay. close. You're about 10 rounds ahead of I us. I mean, I started before you guys, so. Yeah. Well, we'll have some drafts to talk about. We're going to get our buddy Chris Winder on, who set runs this league, and we'll, who's drafting with us. We'll get him on in the coming weeks whenever we get this draft done. But we got plenty more to talk about. A lot of free agency that's going to be coming up. When are the winter meetings, actually? I was wondering that myself. I, I, I'm not sure. I really don't know. I'm looking right now. Um... They're usually like this week, but I didn't know if how much of that was affected because of everything going on, and I just never looked into if they're actually having them or yeah, what they're, they're doing. Monday. I mean, I, they're Monday. I would think it's all it's all virtual, probably. Yes. Or, yes. Yeah. The MLB. Yeah, I thought, but it's I, Monday. I I, we might get some stuff this week. Yeah, I thought I remembered hearing it was going to be virtual, and then it's like, well, how much can they actually do? I mean, I don't know. It's weird, but. Do you think, it's so different, so different, isn't it? It's like I would hate to be a free agent right now, especially. I mean, we haven't even gotten into all the minutia of what's going on this off season. I mean, every so many t- players were non-tendered and not offered contracts that normally would have. I think under normal years, to where there's a lot of free agents out there. To where if you're an yeah. actual free agent, that there's more supply than demand for players right now. To where. I would not want to be a free agent right now. I mean, unless I'm JT Real Muto or Trevor Bauer. Everybody else, I would not feel great about this. Like how uh, Justin Turner, this is not a good time for him to be a free agent. Yeah, it's tough. It's definitely tough times. There's yeah. some of those names I was like, wow. I don't know. Just crazy. Yeah, we we probably need to have a an episode where we just get into some of these guys and talk, maybe just talk about free agency and these players and what's going on. And maybe we'll get some news next week. I don't know. I think it's probably going to be a slower one than previous years, just because there's so much uncertainty going on right now. I just don't know if teams are wanting to get out there and spend outside the Dodgers. (laughs) Yeah. They're always spending. Yes. Corey Knievel gets cut and they're like, yep, we'll take that guy. (laughs) Yeah, next thing you know, he'll be throwing an eighth inning in the World Series. Lights out. Yep, that's because that's <laughs> what Dodgers do. Yeah. So maybe we'll be back talking winter meetings. Hopefully we'll get some good stuff going on there and we'll have something to talk about. Any final words before we get out of here? Nope, I think I'm good. Yep, okay. It's fun show, fun show. Yep. We agreed We agreed too much, but it's a fun show. I agree. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> here i am hoping we're gonna get some bets we just did 30 over unders new ones and did we, we do two bets. we only oh two bets yeah yep. lazardo lazardo and santander well lazardo was from I, I don't count that one because that was from last time so if you want we santander, can say santander what was the other one santander trey. and oh trey yeah yeah okay yep unless you listen to this and you hear another one and you know that, that, that i that was did it, it. Or I haven't mentioned it yet, then, but I think that was it. So yeah, we got three bets. I wonder what. Do you even remember what our previous ones were? Because I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> I think we have two bets so far. It's gonna take me too long to look it up, or I would try to look it up before we got out of here. But instead, we'll just get out of here. How about that? Sounds good. All right. Thank you all for listening, and we will be back soon. Take care, everybody.
Yeah, take care, guys. Thanks again for listening to the Baseball 365 podcast with Justin Hughes and Andrew McQuiston. Be sure to check the show notes for all the details on today's episode, along with quick links to Facebook and Twitter. If you have a question, a comment, or a suggestion, we would love to hear from you. You can find us at the Baseball 365 Facebook group or send an email to us, baseball365pod at gmail.com. And if you like the show, take a moment, rate us on iTunes. And once again, please join the Baseball 365 community on Facebook. That's where baseball lives 365 days a year. Baseball 365.